Welcome to Keeping It Real with Shana Recker, the podcast for entrepreneurial sisters like you looking for unfiltered and authentic advice on how to navigate your business through the craziness of life. My guests and I keep it super real here for you, sisters, zero fluff. So welcome to today's episode. All right, everybody. I am so stoked today. I am super excited to welcome the wonderful, amazing Karen Kenny. Um, Karen and I met through uh, our mentor, Amber Lillystrom. Um, Karen, I don't know if you know this, but the first time I actually ever heard you, you and your amazing Boston accent and your story and all that stuff was through Amber's podcast. Um, and I remember listening to that podcast. It was in the fall. And um, there was there was a few things that you said in that podcast that I do want to talk about today. But I just remember feeling like, oh my gosh, I need to know this person. Oh, <laughs> this is so amazing. And I'm going to post the link to that podcast because I think that it was, it was just so amazing. You have such an amazing story. And I want uh, everybody who's listening to this to definitely go and listen to that. And um, we're going to talk about all kinds of fun things today. So yeah, I'm just going to yeah, we are. I'm going to share a little bit about you here. I'm going to read your bio because I think everybody needs to know a little bit about you before we jump in. But Karen Ken, you guys, she is a writer and a speaker. Um, she is the founder of the Fearless Flow Spiritual Mentoring, which is what I'm totally drawn to. You're a student and a guide uh, of A Course in Miracles for over 25 years. You're a certified yoga teacher since 2001. Um, Karen's known for her storytelling, which is why you need to go listen to that podcast. It's yeah. an amazing story, you guys. Um, she has an awesome, wicked sense of humor, <laughs> which you're going to hear. And mm-hmm. Um, she's just got this really down to earth approach to spirituality. And I know that for me, that was one of the things that I was really drawn to about you is that you're just so real. And I just love, love that about you. Um, so she helps people get rid of their old stories of suffering and victimization so they can write a new kick-ass story, um, from that inner place of power, forgiveness, freedom, and spirit. So I just think that it's just so wonderful what you do. I follow you on Facebook. I watch your live stories. You just have (laughs) great value you're adding to the world. So I am just thrilled to pieces to have you on this podcast. Yeah, I'm looking jazz too. It's so fun. And, um, uh, thank you so much for having me. I always say, like, I never, ever, ever take it for granted when somebody um, invites me to, like, have a conversation and to meet their people or their tribe or whatever you call it and to get to uh, have a chance to hang out and tell stories and talk about shit that matters. You know, right. That's why we're here. We keep it super yeah. here, ladies. So it's just all about talking about experiences. And one of the awesome things too about Karen is she's also a network marketing sister. So I love, love that. And often that's where we start in this podcast is uh, talk a little bit about your network marketing experience and then let's kind of just flow it from there. So let's like, let's start there. So you are in network marketing. How were you introduced to network marketing? Like what came up for you around that? And yeah, I mean, I, I would have to say that, like, if we're being, if we're being totally honest, which I almost, you know, always, uh, yeah. <laughs> always am, is that like I was actually really put off from network marketing. I was not impressed. I knew <laughs> some people in Rodan and Fields. I knew some people who were in Avon, and uh, people are in Beachbody. You know, all the all the different ways you can get there. DoTerra oils, you know, whatever. Um, and it, it, there's this thing that happens, you know, it's, it's funny, I've been vegan for over 15 years. Mm-hmm. And there's this thing that happens when you personally 
make a choice or get excited about a thing, you can become a little bit like obnoxious and rabid about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it was like, I don't know what happened, but there seemed like there was this push at one point in New Hampshire when everybody was like either, either doing the R&D or the Avon. And I always say like, I was never put off necessarily by the Avon products yes. ever because everything I knew about them, that they were, uh, uh, you know, uh, socio like conscious company. Yes. They were vegan. They were gluten free. They cared about the environment. They have like a program that like helps, you know, underprivileged teenagers or whatever that they, I was like, okay, like I, I love all of these things. Um, what I hated was the way women were coming at me with their <laughs> approach to my, I was like, what? I was like, back. Oh, it's like, I haven't talked to you in 15 years. And all of a sudden you want to be my fucking best friend and like having you know, like your foot, whatever the, I don't even know. Like I'm, I laugh about the, the network marketing thing because even that it's like, I just kind of do it my own way. Like I don't, I don't chug anybody else's Kool-Aid. Like I, I know there's a system and this is how we do it and get in front of 40 people in the next 40 days, like whatever it is. And I just go like, Oh my God. So it was kind of funny. So and what happened was basically one of my best friends, uh, Amber, Lily Strom, yes. who we both know. Yeah, like Amber was an Avon person, but she was one of the first Avon people I ever met who wasn't nuts, like just <laughs> not out of her mind. So I would just be over at her house hanging out. You know, one of the things about being vegan is you usually, I always almost always take my food with me wherever I go because, you know, it, I don't expect other people to understand what my, what, what my choices are what I can to get mixed. So you end up off, often like bringing your own things. So it was just one day I was at her house and I was hungry. I just stopped by or whatever. And she's like, oh, do you want a shake? And I said, oh, what's in it? And she's like, oh, it's totally vegan. Like da, 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 da. And I was like, oh. And so I had like a, a protein shake. And then like I'd go to pee in her bathroom and there would be like pro Avon products everywhere. And I was like, oh, so she actually uses this stuff, you know? And then I would, you know, we always laugh because I'm still a wicked tomboy, even though I'm about to turn 50. And she's such a girly girl. So she's like doing makeup tutorials and stuff. And I'm like, what? Like, so I'm always like, I, it's so adorable. Like, I love it. Um, she was shooting pictures for me for my website. And I said, oh, should I bring, like, my makeup? Like, I don't really know what I'm doing. Yeah. She's like, oh, no, 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 we can use my makeup. You know, it's all vegan. It's all cruelty-free. And I was like, yes. So she did my makeup for my website. And I was like, oh, I actually don't look like a hookah or a clown. Like, this looks <laughs> nice. It's, like, natural. Like, right now, like, I have a lot of makeup on right now for me. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I actually have mascara on, a little, a little blush, whatever. I I made myself put on lip gloss because Amber would be like, what's with number in lip gloss, right? <laughs> yeah. So whatever. My whole point being is my introduction through Amber to Avon was just really natural and organic, and I got to try the products out uh, firsthand. It was So what happens is when if you don't create enough space mm -hmm. for a client, a potential client, or a person to be curious, yes. it's like, you know, it just like, it's like, it's so off-putting. Um, yeah. But she just let me kind of come to her. Like she let me like just have the experience of the products in a normal, non-weird way. You know yeah. what I mean? And I'm a weirdo, so I'm all fine with weird, but like you can get a little like a girl. So anyway, so I was like, oh. Well, it's a no-brainer. Like, if I'm going to be using these products anyways, because one of the things about being vegan and, and cr caring about cruelty-free, not yeah. just vegan, is that I would have to, like, you know, shop online here, go to the Granite State Natural Foods here, go to the co-op here, get this thing from mm -hmm. there. And it was just like, but I was like, oh, like, I could get, if I wanted to, supplements, 
skincare, mm-hmm. you know, hello, going on 50, you need a little, little, need a little help, you know, actually good products, not like some oil of Olay from, from the, from the local target, you know what I mean? So <laughs> it was like, all right, let's get some good skincare going. And you know, a lot of times vegan, organic, cruelty-free products are not cheap. Like they're not super affordable, you know? So I, um, I was like, hey, Abon's like one-stop shopping. I go online, think, I'm simple, simple. What do I want? Think, want some deodorant, want some toothpaste, need some face stuff, like whatever, skin. So I was like, skincare, nutrition, makeup, all in one spot, done, like done. And and I was like, and if I sign up, I like save money? Yeah. No brainer. And like now it's a great way too. like just be honest, it's a great way to like give gifts. Like if something's coming up and I know my friend loves that mascara, like likes this shit, whatever. So it's just like, it's just a part of my life. Now it's like, it's really a small part of my life. Uh, I'm, I don't actually identify like every once in a while I have to remember like, oh yeah, I do Avon. <laughs> like, I got this business. <laughs> yeah. But, and it is, it's like, obviously as an entrepreneur, it's a, it's, you know, revenue flow. It's another nice mm-hmm. flow of stream of income that fits into my life. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, it's not like this thing. So um, like some people really work it. So we can talk about that. Like, I don't know, like some people, that's all they do. Mm-hmm. Like they're like Arbonne way up in the One. thing, getting their Mercedes doing the whole shebang, right? They know, watch all the videos they do. They go to the big event in Vegas. Like, oh, I'm kind of like a local yokel who's like, the mascara is amazing. Hey, use this. Like, but you know what? And you bring up a good point there though, because there, there, you, you can still work the business and not have to be like, you know, crazy all into it. And I actually think you're sometimes more effective when you're just being natural and authentic. Like one of the words I wrote down here when you were speaking was authenticity. You know, it's just about being real. 100% about what you're doing and not feeling like you, because when you come from a place of desperation, that oh my God, yeah. yeah. So let's talk about that. When you're coming from a place of desperation, that energy flows through anything you're doing, whether you're sending a text message, a Facebook message, or, you know, you're picking up. Yeah. That, that energy actually repels is what it does. Yeah. So let's, you know, yeah, you're let's trying to attract but you're putting out a vibe that actually repels and somebody might not even be able to name why they don't feel comfortable or why they're like all set or why it's off putting. But I say like, you know, there's a reason why there's that saying it reeks, (laughs) it reeks of desperation because I'm like, something's funky, but I don't know what it is. Yeah. I don't know where that's coming from, but it ain't me. So it might be you. (laughs) And so the thing too, is that, you know, if you're desperate, it's because you believe that you're lacking. Mm. You believe that you're separate from your source, whether you call that God or spirit or Jesus or love or goodness. I don't care. We can call it a gazillion different names. But as soon as you go into lack mode, and that's why it's so fascinating. Like I have a lot of friends who are kind of into like the law of attraction. And while I do believe that you can attract and you can manifest and all that stuff, I can manifest like I'm blah, 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 or what I want. <laughs> um, I always say though, well, the problem, the problem, maybe it's not a problem, but my point of view on the law of attraction is if you feel like there's shit out there that you need that you have to draw to you um and i'm not talking like food money like basic i'm just saying if you feel like you're lacking and you need to attract something it's like what you're already saying is is that i am not whole i am not complete i don't care like like you're never gonna find your worth and value Mm -hmm. in how much product you sell Mm -hmm. the inner work comes first and then the outer work 
like what, what you the, the, we call it rewards or the, the, the abundance or whatever. But you got to start inside first with your own beliefs. And then that will change actually what kind of shows up in, in your world. So inner world is basically outer world, I should say, is um, outward reflection of an inward condition. Mm-hmm. So your outer world is a reflection of actually your inner world. So your thoughts, your beliefs, your, your, you know, your stories that you tell. Yes. And a lot of times those stories that people are telling themselves, especially in this industry, um, are, you know, I can't, I can't, you know, I'm not good enough. I, you know, we get all caught up in our heads and then we don't take any action. And then we wonder why our businesses aren't growing. Right. And it's like, you got to yeah. get out of your head and stop telling yourself those, you know, self-limiting stories about yourself that aren't even true. And we've all, I mean, I, I still do that today. Sometimes I catch myself and I'm like, okay, is that a story or is that real? You know? And it's like, and you know, so my spiritual, my spiritual mom and, 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 um, longtime friend, Marianne Williamson has a beautiful quote that I love. And you see it a lot. You see it a lot in coaches. You see it a lot in MLM people. It's like, but I want people to know, like, I got to get the message out there. And she always says, it's not about getting the message out there. It's about getting the message in here. Mm, In your heart. You get the message in here first. And then you can become incredibly powerful. But mm. if you if you are coming from a place of um, scarcity, like a lot of times, what people think, not just in multi level marketing, but or sales or whatever, but in coaching and whatever, is they feel like there's not enough to go around. But everybody's doing it, and I'm like, yeah, but nobody can do it the way that you do it. I'm telling you right now, nobody can sell Avon. Like the way that I would sell Avon because my approach isn't my approach is like yeah. buy it, don't buy it, whatever. I don't you know. Yeah. I'm not gonna cram it down your throat. I'm just gonna tell you like why I love it. Yeah. Why it works for me. And if that interests you, great. Give out some samples once in a while. But that you know, some people are gonna be very structured and very organized. But I will say this: don't do it out of fear. Mm-hmm. You try to build your business out of fear and desperation and scarcity and lack not going to happen, mm-hmm. right? Build it because you're being called forth out of love. Mm-hmm. Do it because you love the products, you believe in them, and you want to get them into the hands of other people because you know their value. Mm-hmm. You know the gift that they bring to that person, that person's family, whatever it is. So Coming from that place of service, right? Like of no, helping I mean, serving other people too, a little yeah, bit. Yes, no. yes, com- yes, coming from a place of service. But I'm always like, I always say to people, um, there, there has to be that exchange though, yes. right? We're going to give them, whether it's you as a mentor or a coach or your product, your mm-hmm. service, uh, and the exchange is money. What mm-hmm. we have to do is stop getting weird around the money pot. Yes. Money is neutral. Money doesn't give a shit who it goes to, right? But there are some people that are better at receiving and welcoming in money because they don't have some old story attached to it. You know, and if you, if you look around, especially at Americans, like the three biggest things that we fight about that we're weird about is money, sex, and food. Mm. You know, so as soon as you are getting into sales or it's like if your livelihood, which you believe, which is your survival actually Mm. depends on you pushing, um, certain like number of products a month to get your qualifying volume or whatever. I don't even know all this stuff, right? It's like, you're going to, you're going to make yourself crazy. Yeah. So there's a way to, to show up. Like you said, authenticity, you know, I, I work with my clients, my spiritual mentoring clients. Um, there's a, a exercise that we do called the big three. 
And one of my big three, like my core values, my core beliefs and pillars that myself, my life and my business is built on is authenticity. Mm -hmm. So I'm always going to come straight. Like I'm always going to be honest. And I I don't mean in a brutal way, but I am Mm -hmm. always going to just say, look, this is how it is. Yeah. No. And I think you, you, yeah, you can show up in your business in that way. And you just say like, I really believe in this stuff. I use it. I put it on my kids. I feed it to this one. I do whatever your product is. It's like, if you show up in authenticity, in genuineness, in truthfulness, Mm -hmm. it's going to have a totally different experience for the person on the other side Mm -hmm. versus, you know, circling back to what we started with, then that desperation. Yeah. And I think you attract more of the quality people in your life to you when you're being more authentic. I think you find that the people, places, and situations that show up in your world are going to be, you know, better experiences for you when you show up and you're you're authentic, right? Well, Um, yeah. I mean, a person can sniff out, like, I have a really good bullshit meter. (laughs) And there will be times when, like, you know, when I see it a lot, like, something new or someone new hits the scene, right? And everybody's like, oh, my God, did you see their thing? Did you see and did you buy their book? Did you da 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 da? And I'm just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just like, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna tear another person. I'm not. I'm just, but you just I'm wait. Like, I'm just like, it just I, something's off here. Yeah, something's off here, and I've seen it a lot. I mean, I've been a you know professional yoga person for a really long time, and you know I've gone to lots of retreats and events and festivals and whatever. And you know, there's somebody that everybody says like, "Oh, amazing!" Da 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 da. But then I, I'm always. It's not like I'm waiting to tear them down, but I am waiting to have my own personal experience with them. Yes. So I can see not only how they're showing up when the spotlight and the mic's on, mm-hmm. but as they're walking around and as they're having conversations, how are they treating people? How are they talking to people? How are they really fucking living what they're <laughs> preaching? Yeah. I love that. Oh my gosh. That's so good. It's like, it's like, there's no judgment. It's just, it's just waiting. Call to a spade a spade, I always say, call a spade a spade. Like, yeah. so in A Course in Miracles, we, there's a beautiful line that says to teach is to demonstrate. Mm-hmm. To teach is to demonstrate. So we are always demonstrating. I just did a live about this last I know, night. I'm just gonna We're always this. demonstrating in every single moment Which thought system we have chosen, love or fear, what teacher we have chosen, Holy Spirit, spirit, or the ego, Mm -hmm. by your thoughts, words, and actions, how you're showing up in the world, you are broadcasting constantly, right, who you believe that you are and who you believe that other people are and how you're showing up. And so for me, I don't care about, I mean, yeah, I was an advertising major in college, so marketing is fascinating to me. I I love to see how people are doing their thing. But man, when I meet you, when I have an in-person experience, it better be congruent, it better align, or I'm going to be like, Adi, I have literally driven to Kripalu, which is like one of the greatest, you know, big yoga centers in the United States, uh, in Western Mass. And I'm a Kripalu yoga teacher. That's where I lived and did my teacher training. And it's a four-hour drive for me. I have literally driven there for a weekend, which is not cheap. It's like usually costs me at least a thousand bucks to go do a weekend there. And I've driven there. And I, I spent like one session with that teacher, saw how they were behaving. So, and I was like, nope, yes. nope. And I got back in my car and I drove back home and I was like, not my time at this stage of my life. Like I'm turning 50 in October. My life is guaranteed already half over. 
I don't have time to be fucking around and messing around and wasting my time with phony balonies, with people who are full of shit, with people who are just like preaching one thing, not even realizing they have huge blind spots to their own bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So for me, it's like going back to what you were saying with the time I have left, with the resources I have left, like I want to surround myself with people who are, and look, I get it. You know, people have an off day. I'm not like condemning those people or whatever. Who They maybe have grown and whatever, fix those inner wounds. Uh, I forgive them. It's not that. I'm just saying, if you're going to be claiming things, if you're going to be like preaching, like you have to have the integrity to have, like be living it. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. 100%. I do. And I want to talk about, um, in that you talked about a couple words that I want to just expand on love, fear, and ego. Um, cause I think ego is a big, uh, word that's uh, coming out now. People are starting to understand, you know, when you're coming from the ego place, how it's not serving you. There's a few books I know I've read the ego is the enemy. Um, you know, she talks about Marion Williamson talks. I've got this book's one of my favorite books, the law of divine compensation. Um, so can we touch a little bit on, on ego and how, how that works. And, and like, you know, I just did a a chat with, with my, um, tribe on how I was, you know, got myself into some not so great financial situations because I was making choices based on my ego, like things that I thought I needed to have because it made me feel, you know, good. And there's like, I just would love to hear you expand on, um, on that. And then also about love. Cause we all, we often hear that too. It's like, you know, you've got to come from a place of love. And, and I think sometimes there can be some confusion about what does that love really mean? What is that? Like, it's not, the love that, you know, people are normally used to hearing. Right. So I would love to be able to expand on those two places. Yeah. So, I mean, what, what happened basically is like, so, um, it's, I kind of blame the yoga world for it a little bit. So what happened is, is yoga like exploded in the last however many years, right? Mm-hmm. So we, we took like, like, so it was like a new way for people to have spiritual experiences that didn't involve churches and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and then there was like the self-help boom and all the books, like a return to love came out. And I was living oh, in LA in California during that time when it was like Marion Williamson and Wayne Dyer and Ayanla Van Zandt and Carolyn Miss and like Hay House Book. Like Louise Hay, like, you know, the whole thing started. And a lot of those people, you know, Eckhart Tolle, Katie Byron, they were Byron, they were all A Course in Miracles people. So this language started coming up more and more and more. When, when A Course in Miracles says there are really only two emotions, love or fear. Mm-hmm. Now, what a lot of human beings do, we, we can only understand from our own point of view. So when we hear the word love, we attach it. So just, let me just finish my whole thing. So what happened is with, with yoga teachers and stuff and like started like talking more in classes about spirituality. So people were like pulling from those books. And I started to see it a lot in the yoga world where people were talking about love or fear, love or fear. And I'm like, they don't have any idea what they're actually talking about. Because it comes through the filter of the ego. It comes through the filter of our stories, our past, and what we've been taught. Mm. So our old thought system says that love looks like this. 
right? But what A Course in Miracles is really saying when it says you only have two emotions, love or fear, what they're really saying is you only have two thought systems, love or fear. What they're also saying is you only have two teachers, ego and Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit is the remembrance of God. It is the voice for God. It is the part of your mind that is not insane <laughs> it lives yeah. on the right side of your mind so when you are making those decisions to purchase those things that you couldn't afford i assume mm-hmm. really got you in trouble you were doing it from what i would call the left side of the duplex in your mind where the drunk crazy neighbors live <laughs> so you were spending time over there thinking well i'll either be more lovable more worthy cooler mm-hmm. i'll fit in i'll feel better whatever all the empty promises of the ego Okay. Yes. So anything that is not love, and we'll talk about what that actually means in a second, anything that is not actually love falls under the fear. So that could be shame, blame, guilt, rage, um, anger, like fill, fill, whatever, whatever is not love falls under that fear category. Okay. When we think of love, we often think of what we call in A Course in Miracles is um, special relationships. Mm-hmm. Right? So what we do is we kind of, as especially romantic relationships, because um, growing up, we've seen all the movies, mm-hmm. the Jerry Maguire's yelling, you completely, <laughs> like, oh, oh, right? It's like, no, you're a totally whole person. How about two whole people come together and make an awesome pair? That makes the world better by their union versus two people who think they're broken going, I need you to fix me. I need you to complete me. Now make me whole. Like that to me is like, (laughs) that's awesome. Yes. That's how we're conditioned. Yes. And there is actually this romanticism, especially amongst women, about I'm a beautiful mess. I'm broken. No, you're not. Mm. No, you're not. You are not broken. You are one of God's kids. You are one of God's children. You are a motherfucking peacock, as I said. <laughs> yeah, we have to. You are not broken. You might have made some choices that weren't so great. Yeah, your life might have gotten a little messy, mm-hmm. but you yourself, when you're in alignment and you know yourself, you are like unstoppable. That's a whole thing. So when we say love, what we're talking about is divine love which loves all equally, loves all without condition. God is love. You can picture a white guy in a robe in the sky. You can call it goddess. I don't, whatever. Universe, whatever, Buddha, all the different names. All the different names. Just, I always say, insert your happy word here. Yes. Call it goodness if you don't like God, right? Call Mm. it good, the good, right? Mm. But all that is, is all the love that's ever been given, all the love that's ever been received. Mm. But you'll notice that, like, right now, if I said to you, I expect you to love that stranger on the street as much as you loved your children, mm-hmm. some part of you would balk at that. Mm-hmm. Go, oh, you have a special attachment. You have assigned a special relationship to your sweetie and to your kids and to your pets. Mm-hmm. You love those. I don't mean you personally. I'm just you're mm-hmm. who I'm talking to, right? Yeah. But yeah. You'll, so we even do it with pets. We say, I love this dog. I love this cat. I love this bunny. I love this horse. But fuck it. The rest of them are food. I'm going to eat them. I'm going to pay somebody to murder and slaughter them, right? So we even have a special relationship with animals. Yes. And so the whole thing is, is that love is not love unless it's, mm-hmm. you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's not what we're having. 
So mm-hmm. love is all forgiving. And, and, and you know, in A Course in Miracles, we say God doesn't have to forgive because he's never condemned. He's never judged. Mm-hmm. We're the ones that are judging and condemning each other mm-hmm. all the time. And when we do that, A Course in Miracles says, is we're not just judging each other. We're attacking each other. Mm-hmm. And they take it a step further and they say we're actually murdering each other. So in our mind, we like to think, oh, I'm having all the spiritual thoughts when actually you've been a serial killer in your head like all day long. Judging and, yeah. Judging and attacking and rolling our eyes at being kind. Like there's a thousand ways, right? So like my shirt right here, like be kind, right? Be kindful, right? It's like, yeah, like it's, it's, it's about this concept of understanding like when we say, oh, choose love over fear. Mm-hmm. We don't mean special human love. Yeah. We don't mean like that categorizes and say, well, you're worthy and you deserve it. But you raped me when I was a little kid. You killed my mother. You yeah. did this. You stole from me. You cheated on me. You betrayed me. So you guys are out. Yeah. That's not how it works. Yeah. No, We're no. talking about divine love. And that is a totally different can of beans and and for those that are listening to all this and going like oh my gosh like I'm a horrible person because I'm doing all of those things like it takes time right like because you sit there and you go well I just judged something the other day and like oh my gosh right but it you you know this to to be able to move from the places where most of us live that place of doing the judgment and not always coming from love And it like, that's a process. Like, and I always teach like awareness, like being aware of the fact that you have the choice to choose love over fear is like the starting point of everything is just to be aware that, that you can make that choice, you know, or to be aware that, oh, I just, you know, I did judge that person like, oh, okay. And then you can, you know, choose again kind of thing. And then you forgive yourself. Yes. Yes. Right. You forgive yourself for being insane, yes. for believing that you're separate from your brother and sister, mm-hmm. for believing that you're separate from God, because that's really the only problem that you have, is that you mm-hmm. believe you are separate from your source. You believe you are separate from your source of love. Mm-hmm. As soon as you believe that, you go crazy, mm-hmm. and you think you're this body, and you think you're this person who needs this job, who needs to make money, who has to live in the house, who has to get the guy or the girl or whatever the thing is, right? So yeah, I mean, you can't change anything unless you first have clarity which mm-hmm. is like saying, I have awareness that I'm doing this thing. Yeah. And you know, I often say, um, progress on the spiritual path mm-hmm. does not come from never being fearful again, mm-hmm. never being judgmental again. The progress is actually measured by how quickly you can notice mm-hmm. that you've taken a detour into fear, yes. how quickly you can notice, oh, I just judged that person. Yes. And then you come back to your right mind where spirit lives, where I call your spiritual team lives. So it's not about never judging again. As long as we are here on the planet, mm-hmm. which in A Course in Miracles, we call it the dream. In yoga, they call it the maya, the illusion. Mm-hmm. As long as we believe that we're here having this experience as bodies and all this stuff, mm-hmm. we are going to have an ego component of the mind. It's not about killing the ego. <laughs> it's about not taking it so seriously. Yes. It's about recognizing how insane and ridiculous and silly it actually is. And the way that we do that is we ask for help through our spiritual team, Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. one of your great teachers. And you say, please help me to see myself, this person, and this situation differently. Mm-hmm. The first step is you've got to be willing to hand over that judgment. 
That's not always easy. <laughs> because people love to be victims. People love to be wronged because people don't know who they are without their current story. Mm-hmm. And so like my group coaching program, Your Story to Your Glory, yes. is all about being able to transform to let go of those stories so you can step into the abundance and the knowing and the freedom of who you really are. And so that's the thing. People like to play victim. Like people get pissed when I say that, but as long as you're a victim, you have excuses. Yep. And that's what you see come up a lot with multi-level marketers, right? They have a list of excuses why they can't. Yep. Yep. And a lot of it, it all starts with self-love, self-worth, self-belief, that belief that you are separate from your source. Mm. So if you think you're separate from your source, you're terrified because you think you have to do everything on your own. Mm-hmm. Oh my and gosh. then it, just, it feels overwhelming when you come at it from that, from that place, you know? It's so powerful. And, and it actually leads me into one of the things that I heard you say in that podcast that I'd love for you to uh, expand on. Because when I heard you came to me, and I always believe that things come to you at the right time. Like when you're ready for something, it shows up and you came to me in that moment. And I, you know, we were going through a shitty situation and one of the statements you said, um, in, in the podcast was if you, and I wrote it down, but if you knew who was walking with you, you wouldn't be afraid. Oh yeah. So, so, um, my whole, so yeah, I know, I know. I still, I've been, I've been hearing that like five years, and I still go like, oh. But that's the hot beat, actually. Uh, I'll explain it to you. So that's the hot beat of all the work that I do. So my, the overlying umbrella, right, is like fearless flow, like living in the fearless flow, fearless flow, spiritual mentoring, the whole thing. Story to your glory, living in the fearless flow. It's all in there. The flow, the fearless flow is in there. But what that comes from is a quote from A Course in Miracles that says, if you knew who walked beside you on this way that you have chosen, Mm. you would realize that fear is impossible. Mm. If you knew, so many people say, I know, like I read the book, I know. I'm like, you don't know. Because if you knew, I would see it. Right? If you knew Mm -hmm. who walked beside you. Mm. on this path in this way that you've chosen, fear would be impossible. Mm. And that to me is like, that's what the fearless flow is about. Mm -hmm. Coming into that place of true knowing. Mm -hmm. And it takes practice. And it doesn't mean that sometimes we don't still forget. Mm -hmm. It's not about perfection. Mm. It's about practical practice, practical application of, and that's why I say like down to earth spirituality, because trust me, I mean, I can get in the woo. Like I get it, but I have like my feet very firmly planted. I always say I've got one foot. I got one foot in the heavens. I got one foot on earth. And I like it that way because it's one thing to talk theory. Yeah. But religion, spirituality, Course in Miracles, yoga, whatever, all these things are not meant to be theorized. Mm -hmm. It is practical application of the theories. Mm -hmm. It's not enough to talk about it. It's like even somewhere in the Bible it says faith, the knowing, faith without works, action, Mm -hmm. the doing is dead. 
So we have to like, and then. <laughs> so for those who are on the podcast. Oh, sorry. That's right. <laughs> I'm like taking this all in. I'm like, oh, wait, they can't see you. Yeah, yeah. So the first thing is to like take it within yourself. I did this movement with my hands, you guys like. And yeah. to take it into yourself mm-hmm. and then to bring it out into the world. Mm-hmm. And I know when, when you said that in the podcast to me, like what I got from that was like, you know, I was in this transition, you know, lots of things going on, but then also starting a new business and just trying to like, am I doing the right thing? Like, am I in the right place and in the right space? And it's like, what I got from that was like, you wouldn't be here in this moment, you know, going down this path, if it wasn't meant for you, you know, if the person, the people that your spirit guides, those who are, you know, they're, they're, they're moving you down this path because it's, it's, it's where you're meant to be. And you're, and there's, yes, there may be some things that happen, but it's, you know, you're, you're, if you knew what was, what was coming, you would just go, you would just do it. There wouldn't be the fear, you know, we've got you, you know, that was kind of how I felt. And it was just, I, yes. And I'm so glad that you like felt that way because yes. that, that's the whole point. Mm-hmm. And that's what I, so, so let's just kind of break it down for a second. It's that, that statement is really talking about like God, right? The mm-hmm. divine. You're, and I, I always extend that to spiritual team. I call it. Yeah. So if you knew that your spiritual team was always with you. And of course in miracles is a line that says, and I'm paraphrasing that, um, basically whoever is supposed to meet shall meet. Mm. Like there are no mistakes. It's all happening for right? you. <laughs> yes. And so that's the, like the phrase that's become famous, right? It's, and, I, and I, I've said it a thousand times too. It's all happening for you, not to you. Mm-hmm. So if, if it's happening for you and you actually really believe that even the hard stuff, mm-hmm. Even the really painful shit mm-hmm. is a gift. It's a blessing. It's a lesson. It's, it's for you. Mm-hmm. So even if you find yourself making some not so great financial decisions, there is a golden treasure in there for you. It <laughs> might not be financially a gift. Like you might not recognize it in that form, but it taught you something yeah. that is invaluable that now as a coach and a mentor, you can help somebody else. If you see them going down that path, you'll recognize it because you've already been there. Yes. So it's not just, yes, you have the, the call it, you know, I, my friend calls it her angel squad or angel team or whatever. Okay. I call it your spiritual team. So not only them, but if you knew who walked beside you, like the people that love you, like, mm-hmm fleshy human beings, like, you know, body (laughs) people, right? They're walking beside you too. That's one of the greatest gifts about hiring a coach or a mentor is to have somebody. And I say this to my, my clients all the time, right? I'm also walking along beside you. Yes. And I went first, sometimes just because I'm older. Because <laughs> <laughs> so I'm better or smarter. I just yeah. went first. Yeah. Because right? of my birth order. So yeah. like I can recognize. It's like, it's like, you know, it's like when people want to climb um, Mount Everest yeah. or whatever, pick the Himalayans, right? And they hire Sherpas. They hire Sherpas not just to schlep their gear. Those people have lived in those mountains. They know the weather. They understand where to get water. They know what to do. So you hire them and bring them along on the journey to keep you safe and to help you to reach your goal. And that's one of the great gifts of having people walk beside you. And that's why it's important, like the quality of the people that you choose. Yes. and your friends, the people you sleep with, the people you break bread with, the people you spend time with. So true. 
are they walking along beside you as a help and not harmful? Are yep. they a blessing or are they a burden? Mm-hmm. Take a look around. It's sometimes time to do a little house cleaning. <laughs> I talk about, that's actually one of the chapters in my new academy. It's all about your tribe and the people. Cause you, like, you know, you say you're, you're the average of the five people you hang out with the most. And so what does that mean? And how do you, you know, work through like, okay, maybe I shouldn't be spending as much time <laughs> with that person, right? Because it's not serving you. Right. And, and, and you've got to be mindful of that. Um, you know, and, and, and I know in this industry, you know, we're always, cause it's an industry of people, right? We're always, you know, we're on teams and we're doing stuff. And sometimes not everybody that you're with is necessarily good for you. And you have to be aware of that and be able to kind of go, I can't meet you today for coffee or I can't, you know, do those things and be, be protective of that for sure. I love that. Well, I'm glad that we had a chance to expand on that because that was something that I, you know, whenever I hear that now, it's like, I always think of that moment and in that chat that, um, that you had with Amber and and hearing that podcast. So I love that. Um, I want to talk to you also about, there was something here that I saw that you had said, and I think this is great because it's coming off of talking about how mentors are great, but you say, um, mentors are great, but tormentors can make (laughs) your ass, uh, can take your ass a long way too. So can you like expand on that piece? Cause I know, especially in network marketing, you get a lot of people who are the negative, you know, people in your ear saying you can't, you shouldn't, you know, whatever. So I'd love to hear how that, what does that mean for you? That whole, the tormentors part? Yeah. I mean, I think for me, like I, I kind of laugh and I, and I, cause you know, I first and foremost in like a writer and a storyteller and a speaker and all that. And so it's like, and I write memoirs, so I write personal essays or true stories from my life. And I always say, like, if I had lived, like, a totally normal life, I wouldn't have shit to write about. You know? <laughs> like, I've gotten such great material and great spiritual lessons yeah. from the times that I have suffered. Mm. I'm not saying seek out tormentors because they're helpful. Mm. What I'm saying is it's inevitable in life, right? I always say, like, pain is inevitable, Mm-hmm. but suffering is optional. So we're going to have times in our lives where it's like, we're going to learn. So of course the miracle says basically in paraphrasing, you can learn through like peace or you can learn through happiness. You can learn through joy or you can learn through suffering. Like, you know, which one, which one do yeah. you want to, do you want to learn from? And so they're both valuable, but a lot of times we just think like, Oh, I only want it to be easy. It's like, no, yeah. When you're in it and you come out the other side of it, when your ass gets knocked down, if you look at all the great movies and why they're classics and why they're instilled in the hearts of people everywhere, of all socioeconomic, skin color, gay, straight, whatever, certain things resonate because we all love the story of the comeback kid. Mm-hmm. We all love the underdog. If you're fucking here in a body then you are an underdog. <laughs> We're all trying to rise, right? Yeah, yeah. So to me, it's like, we're, it's inevitable that we are going to have mentors and tormentors. But if you look at the word tormenta, mm-hmm. the word menta is right in there. And they might just be teaching you basic, that's how I never want to be. Yes. And that is valuable. That, oh. that teacher that I left, Kripalu, like I went, did like three hours and was like, out of here. Yeah. They taught me such a valuable lesson about how to hold space for people, how to talk to people, mm-hmm. how to check yourself. 
because it's like if you're having a bad day, mm-hmm. you whatever. Let's fill in the blank. You, you, you know, yeah. you have your period and you're crampy. You just had a fight with your sweetie. You're not, you know, you're, you're, the numbers weren't as good as you wanted it to, right? But people, enough people didn't show up. Whatever. Yeah, you had better be able to be in front of that room and hold the space no matter what. what. Yes. So that person taught me, like, oh. I never want to make my participants feel that way. Yeah. I never want to talk to people when I have that much power. When I'm the one at the front of the room playing the role, because we're all playing roles here, playing the role of teacher in that moment, it is my responsibility and my duty to be extending compassion and love. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, sometimes love says no. Love's not a doormat. Sometimes we have to be direct yeah. and purposeful. But we can still be direct and purposeful and be loving. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's like when we're feeling victimized, we fail to see the value mm-hmm. in the times when we have been victimized. Mm-hmm. And for me, your greatest strength comes from those wounds. Your greatest strength comes from your struggle. I always say to people in workshops, if somebody starts to cry, don't try and fix it for them. Mm-hmm. Their strength is in their struggle. Mm-hmm. Let them see for themselves how powerful and strong they are. Mm-hmm. That they can tap into their divine wisdom. We're here to help and bolster. We rise by lifting others. We're here to, as Ram Dass says, we're all just walking each other home. Mm. But how the, and this is what I see. I'm not a parent of human kids. I have seven furry kids, but I will just say, here's this little thing that I see. Parents nowadays, I don't even know. There's so many names. It's like helicopter parents, butterfly. Oh, yeah. I don't even know what they're called anymore. All I know is what I, protective parents. <laughs> yes. They don't let their kids fall. Yeah. They don't let their kids fail. And we know failure is just feedback. There's actually no failing. But they don't even let their kids get hurt physically or emotionally. And I'm not talking run in the middle of the street. Use your common sense. But they won't let them be held accountable for their actions. They try to save and rescue them. But if you don't teach a kid that if they fall down, they can get back up, they are going to struggle so much in their teen years, adolescent years, young adults into adulthood because mm-hmm. they'll never know what they're capable of. Mm, that's that powerful. Can, yeah, that they can have tormentors, mm-hmm. that they can be bullied and survive it. I'm not mm-hmm. saying, hey, get your kids yeah. some defense lessons. Yeah. Let them learn karate. Yeah. Right? Talk to them about kindness and compassion, all that stuff, forgiving the book. But there is something to be said. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be the person I am today mm-hmm. without a murdered mother, without mm-hmm. that difficulty in my childhood. Mm-hmm. I would not be able to access the depths of that suffering. So we could, I have such deep compassion and empathy mm-hmm. for other people who are in it. Mm-hmm. And so it makes me um, have a skill set and a tool set mm-hmm. that helps me gives me the ability to be helpful to others. Mm-hmm. And if you have the abundance and the miracle and the gift, the blessing to have made it out, I think about it like an elevator. Yeah. If you made it to the top floor, 
you had better send that sucker back down. <laughs> I just wrote that down. That's the word I just wrote down is about sharing, is about going through these things in our lives and 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 being able to come out the other side and then to be able to share it in a way that's gonna help and serve other people. Like I feel obligated yeah. now to share what we've been through because I know it's going to help somebody else. I know that there's somebody else who's struggling and feels alone and feels shame and feels like they're the only one. And to be able to say, Hey, I was there too, you know, and here's what we did, you know, and here's how we got to the other side. Like, I feel like that's like an obligation or a, I don't know, something that I, you know, feel like I just, I want to be able to help other people with that, you know? So. And what a gift Mm. you have the experience Right. And then you get to like go out there and help other people, because whenever you're going through a thing, this is going to sound like such a bizarre thing. I can't believe I'm about to say this right now. (laughs) I love it. You heard it here. (laughs) But I just heard it on NPI yesterday. So NHPI here in New Hampshire. And um, this woman, um, it was actually about um, a guy. A a guy was uh, talking about this research he does using. I don't know what it's called. It's Google something. Mm-hmm. And what it does is it allows him to see what is most searched most often. Mm-hmm. Like before somebody's an action happens, what were they looking at? What were they doing? It's like all about behavior. And it was fascinating. I'm fascinated why people yeah. do what they do. Yeah. But this, he said this and I, it was like getting punched in the gut. And he said that most well, like, so suicide, mm-hmm. and there has been a suicide, and they were able to access, like, what is, what's the most yeah. Googled thing before suicide? You would never in a million years guess what it is, but it's herpes. What? And it made me so sad to think about that, because when you, when you are going through a thing, to circle back to my whole point, yeah. when you are going through a thing, whether it's a divorce, a death, a disease, a diagnosis, right? When you are in it, you feel like you're the only one going through it. So you have all these young kids. These were young suicides. You have these young kids that get told this, and they just feel like their life is over. Mm. And I know, again, it's like, it's so bizarre, but I was just thinking like, oh my God, if there wasn't such a stigma attached to it, mm-hmm. if people didn't feel dirty, shameful, yeah. all those things, you can apply they it. talked about it. Talk about it. But we don't talk about money. Yeah. It's impolite. We don't talk about politics. Yeah. Not religion. Yeah. Food, right? Sex. Yeah. Because we put a stigma on it that that's taboo. Mm-hmm. And so people don't like to talk about their fucking bankruptcy mm-hmm. or how they blew all that money or whatever, right? There's yeah. this shame and stigma, yeah. this fear around it. Yeah. But if we, the only way things get healed is if we take it from the darkness into the light. Mm-hmm. My whole point being is the sharing. If you've been through a thing, if you can then talk about it, Yes. But you have to get to a place where you've actually done the work Mm. so that you're helpful and you're not telling the story still from a place of victimization. Yes. That's a very good point. When you're able to do that, and I just think like, oh my God, we always just feel alone when we're in it. We think we're in the dark. Mm -hmm. But if you knew who walked beside Mm -hmm. you, And if you had a mentor or a really good friend or a support group or a community, you call it a tribe, right? I call it my people. Mm -hmm. If you knew they were there, 
we we're like it's like it doesn't have to be so hard like i can't tell you like in this day of social media i see post after post after post and it's like look i'm one person this is why i'm moving into group coaching Mm. Because I want to be able to help more people at mm. once because I see so many individuals feeling like they're alone and I don't have the time. Like literally there's only so many hours <laughs> in a day where I can reach out to a person and say, Hey, it doesn't have to be that hot. Mm. That's amazing. I love that. I love that. And I think, you know, to connect it back to this business, a lot of times there's people in this industry who get to a certain place in their business and it's great, but then you can also go backwards and there's so much shame in losing a title or losing a position or your people quit and all of a sudden you're not where you were and, you know, you put yourself out there to be this like top leader and then all of a sudden things like business has cycles, things shift, things change. And, 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 you know, like you say, you have to be ready to talk about it when you talk about it but when you feel ready like share that stuff because I think that's one when when the more I've been able to share about some of the things that we've gone through in my business and in my personal life the less shame I feel like it's almost like I'm yeah. shedding some of that like it actually doesn't so bad anymore like and it's so like so here's the thing like because I I just I have to just call it the way that I see it right it's like god bless opportunities like multi-level marketing Mm-hmm. But trust me, there is a psychological component in there. Yeah. They give you those little fucking gold stars and those titles and those things on purpose. Mm-hmm. It's Pavlov's dog. They are trying to elicit a response and a reaction from you. And they know that you're going to get terrified to lose your higher place in the hierarchy. So, mm-hmm. right? So, it's a system that's designed to keep you mm-hmm. in the system. Like to keep it real here. Like it's so true. Right. And so if this is my whole thing, we have an identity problem and we have a purpose problem. So if we identify as I'm the top national VP and you place your value as a human being on that, you are in big trouble. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So people often say to me, so I say, once you get really clear about who you really are, your identity, Mm-hmm. is that you are a child of God or call it something else, call it love. Once you get really clear that what you really are is love and that you get really clear that your only purpose in life, no matter what your job title is, is to extend that love, shit gets clear real fast. So if you identify as, a, let's, this is, this is, Please, people who have lost children hear what I'm saying. If you put all your purpose into I'm a mom and then God forbid your child dies, you are, I mean, you're going to suffer anyways, but you know what I mean? You're really going to suffer. If you identify as the best in the world at this, well, look, when the younger, hungrier, more passionate person Mm -hmm. comes up and steals your title and you're like, I'm not the champ anymore. You're going to suffer. So we have to identify with things that actually are eternal Mm. rather than shit. That's going to change because the grays are going to come. The boobs are going to sag. The skin's going to change. I don't care how much is in your bank account. We're all dying. Yeah. (laughs) That's so true. So, How about, 
you go after the national vice president title or the most doTERRA sales or whatever your thing is because it lights you up and it's the way that you extend love in the world Mm -hmm. and you love it and you have a blast doing it and you'll do it whether you stay there or not yes right like let's call spade a spade i've been an abon for a year i keep tiptoeing it's like i I, i'm terrible at this because i'm just like i don't know you got three months to make qual for general manager or district manager (laughs) you got to get all these points and i'm like look i'm gonna let people know about this stuff because i love it i'm gonna do it in my own way and if i hit it the maca awesome if i don't I'm still awesome. I'm still love. I am still lovable. I'm still one of God's kids. But if I hit it, man, isn't that fun? Isn't that good? And that's how, like, that's like, put that in the bank, people. Like, that is the way that we need to feel. And I guarantee you that if you can let go of the titles and the things and just do it because you love it and you just feel passionate about it, you're going to get a lot farther in your business than you are trying to chase something that is just a title. You know what I mean? Like, I just think that's so, so powerful. Right. And it's just like, you know, when you're a little kid, if you, if you were raised in a family that was love was conditional and it was based on a reward system. So you better be a good girl or a good boy. It's like, we see it. Like, this is how this dream, this illusion, this system, right. That Mm -hmm. that is set up is for you to actually never actually win. Mm. If you just look at it, we are born, a lot of shit is had, and we die. (laughs) The system of the world, which is of the ego, is not rigged in your favor. (laughs) It's not. It's not. What I always say is, while we're here, let's just give and receive love to the best of our ability. Let's find the things that we're passionate about, the things that light us up, the things that bring us joy, the way that we can extend love to others, to our brothers and sisters of both the human and the animal variety. Let's not get too caught up. The ego is the thing that is fed when you get the title Mm -hmm. or the white Mercedes or the pink Cadillac. But I'm trying to think, is that the, is that the Ava? Yeah, that is Mary Kay. Kay, whatever it is. Like, I remember being a little kid back in, like, so let's call it the, um, the seventies when the Avon lady used to come to your house. <laughs> I remember her. We'd have her little bag and she'd yeah. have the samples and I'd be like, and I was a tomboy, but I was, but I still love looking at all the stuff. Yeah. Sniffing the lotions and like doing the thing. And I thought, Oh, that's really cool. You get to go hang out with people. And there yeah. was always like coffee and dunk yeah. donuts and I totally remember that. smoking a Marlboro at the table and they're kibitzing and you're like, Oh, this is awesome. Yeah. Right? And because it was about two women coming together and it yeah. was always about more than the products. Yes. It was a chance for women to connect on a Saturday. Yeah. They'd send the kids outside, get out of my hair, and they would do the thing that women especially are really good at doing. Yeah. Which is connecting heart to heart. Mm-hmm. So you approach your business like that mm-hmm. rather because people can tell when you're trying to get something from them. Mm-hmm. And A Course in Miracles says, the only thing that can be missing in any situation is the love you are not giving. Mm. Wow. It's not about getting. Mm-hmm. It's in giving. St. Francis says, it's in giving that we receive. Mm. 
What a way to circle this whole conversation back to being like, that was just divinely like, wow. Yeah, the spiritual teams are on it. Here. <laughs> we just have to show up and open our mouths. They're telling uh, us all the time. And that's the other thing too. Don't get so freaked out about the performance of it. Yeah. There's a beautiful prayer in A Course in Miracles, right? I paraphrase. I switch. I just switch the order a little bit. It's just the way it flows for me, right? It's like, please have me go where you would have me go. Have me do what you would have me do. Have me say what you would have me say and to whom. Please use me. That's the work is to listen for your instructions, not to follow the script. Mm. The script can give you some structure. Mm-hmm. So you don't go rogue and off range like I always do, right? Because I don't like to use scripts. But you ask for you. I always say, like, I've got one boss Mm -hmm. that I'm taking instructions from, that I'm getting my guidance from, that I answer to. Mm -hmm. You start there. All of this stuff. Mm -hmm becomes way easier. It's a lot simpler to just listen and, and be in that, like give your time, give yourself time to hear the messages too, right? Like find those places and spaces to be quiet and listen. And I always find that I get the, the best messaging when I'm walking the dog or I'm doing something that's outside or positive or that makes me feel good is when I usually get like the best ideas and thoughts and things like yeah. that. And I, so call it, yes, a hundred percent. So call it God's voice call it intuition, call it downloads, call it yeah. whatever you want to call it. Right. But so uh, there's a beautiful line in the course of miracles that says, and I'm paraphrasing, it says, uh, God's voice calls to everyone. God calls to everyone, speaks to everyone, but you are too preoccupied with your own voice. Mm. <laughs> and so the ego of course tells us the ego speaks first and loudest. Mm. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have a good bullshit detector, if you haven't been spending some time alone with yourself so you can start to weed out, and I always say, you know, your natural inheritance is peace and happiness. Mm-hmm. How do you know when you've chosen Holy Spirit or that the teacher of love? Because you will feel peaceful, my friend. Mm-hmm. How do you know that you've chosen the ego in fear? you will be suffering. You will not feel comfortable in your own skin. Mm -hmm. Even just circling back to your own experience that you have now, like you and your sweetie have like, you know, I don't know where you are. We're in a better place. (laughs) But, but you didn't make those choices Mm -hmm. because you were feeling peaceful and happy. Yes. The ones that got you in trouble. Yep. They were ego driven. Right. And it's like, that's okay. Because that's how we learn. And now you've learned really valuable stuff. Yes. That you can share with others. Teaching. <laughs> thank you for going first or whatever, right? It's like, thank you so much. Because that was your assignment. Mm-hmm. In this lifetime, one of my assignments was to have a murdered mother. I- I'm sure, like, my- <laughs> I wrote the script on some level. I must've chose it, but man, yeah, man, did it change the trajectory of my life. life. Yeah. And I, and I want to reiterate again, for those of you who, if you can go to Amber Lillistrom's podcast and find uh, the one with Karen Kenny, and she does tell her amazing story um, through that podcast. So just, just, just go there, listen to her more there, but thank you so Karen, much. this has been 
It just incri- I, I actually have done the least amount of talking, I think, in all of my podcasts. I, I'm I so just, sorry. No, 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 because I was listening and I was taking it all in because there's just so much like value that comes from you. And I just want to just thank you so much for being here. And I know that um, you have a Facebook group that you've recently started. And I want you to, to share what it's called. And I want you, if you can, just in, a, in, in the time we have left, share about the Peacock and why you call your Facebook group that and why people, like I, I'm just telling my audience, right now please go and find Karen Kenny on Facebook follow her and get into her free Facebook group because she's got so much value so can you share with this what it's called yeah so it's (laughs) the spelling is capital M capital F and then one of those little like apostrophes N so it's like motherfucking um peacocks is the name of it MFN like peacocks um and really what it's about is you can see like if you're just listening and you're not watching the video behind me are like peacock pillows I have these beautiful exclusive necklaces that um my friend um Molly Brandt makes from Be Dorable she makes me these peacock feather necklaces and stuff and everybody's always like what's with the peacocks and I'm like okay so to me one of the reasons why I love peacocks is so much symbology around um, peacocks. If you look in all the different spiritual traditions, everything from Turkish, you know, Turkish points of view, Catholic, like Jewish, like, um, you know, in the Hindu faith. I mean, in all the different traditions, there's stuff about peacocks. And I always say to people, Google it, educate yourself, you'll find out about it. But, but beyond that, that's one of the things is I, I love the spiritual um, um, you know, symbolism there. But what really it's about is I'm also an animal lover and come on, peacocks are just the most insane <laughs> looking creatures. Like a lot of people don't even know. They're like, can peacocks fly? Like they're just a weird bird, right? So they're always just like walking around, tail feathers down, like just kind of like being really weird. And then all of a sudden it's like, I always say it's like, <sighs> they have a memory of themselves right? They come back to who they really are as one of God's kids. And all of a sudden their tail feathers go like, yeah. and this really weird bird has this memory of its awesomeness and its divinity and its purpose. And it's like, oh, a peacock, mother, <laughs> right? And it's like, oh my God. And the beautiful thing about peacocks is they don't apologize for being a peacock. Mm-hmm. They spread their tail feathers to remind other peacocks, you're one too. Yeah. So it's not like this exclusive group. And here's what I want to say to people. You may not believe yet that you're a peacock. You may not think about yourself that way yet. But part of the joy about being in this group is you're surrounded by other people who either know it, are living it, or are heading that way. Mm-hmm. And they want to feel that way. They want to move through the world with that kind of confidence and knowing, that mm-hmm. knowing of themselves. And so I just, I just love peacocks because to me what they symbolize is that, that you are a child of God. Mm-hmm. No more tucking your tail feathers, no more playing small, no more being victimized, no more excuses. Show up in your fullness and spread your feathers Mm -hmm. and just be the glorious being that you are. Mm -hmm. And that to me is also the transforming of the story to the glory. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Yes. 
Absolutely. Oh my gosh. That's so powerful. I just loved, I wish we could talk I for like, I just love hanging out with you too. I, and, yeah, I, and I mean, so- I, you just, it, I could just listen to you talk all day, which is like, I just, I'm so excited for everybody to meet you from this podcast and, and just my, just introduce you to my community and just, I just love everything you have to share. And I'm excited to hear about your group coaching. I definitely need a peacock necklace, so I will be in touch with you. About okay. That. And, um, I just want to just, so where, so you have a website, um, because you do offer personal uh, mentorship, and then you're also you said working on a group coaching. I know. Yeah, my group coaching up. program actually launches September 1st. It's like right around the corner, so I'm pretty yeah. jazzed about that. Yay. I'm really excited. Um, and so, group coaching starts on um, on September 1st, but I also do. Um, just it's basically like the next level up of the group program, which is my one-to-one mentoring, which is all I've been offering for many, many years. And now I'm just like ready. My, my instructions have come through loud and clear that it is time to expand and yes. spread my feathers a little more. So that's what I'm doing. I'm also writing a book and all that. But the way people can find me is uh, my website. And I always spell my last name because people always forget the second E. Yes. But it's Karen, traditional spelling, K-A-I-E. It's an R like Robert. It's hard for me to say that letter. K-A-I-E-N-K-E-N-N-E-Y.com. Um, and then on Instagram, it's just Karen Kenny Live. On Facebook, my business page, same thing. It's just Karen Kenny Live, but you can just find me at Karen Kenny. Yeah. So if you just if you just type in Karen Kenny, you will see my mug. You will see my face. But if you <laughs> want to join- put it all in the stuff too. So yeah, I- and if you want to join the free group, come 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 play with the MFN, the Mother Arden Peacocks, yeah. <laughs> and it'll be, it'll be awesome. And I would love to have you. And again, Shannon, thank you so much. Like I, again, I never take it for granted when other people invite me into their world and welcome me so warmly as you have. And just give me a chance. Like, as you can tell, I love to talk. I yes. love to talk about and I love listening to you, Doc. I love to talk about things that light me up and I appreciate you giving me a platform and an opportunity uh, to share. And um, because this is my divine assignment, like I get a little verklempt, like I I have, and I'm actually, people never believe me. I'm actually an introvert, but I I make myself do extroverted things because that's my assignment. It's really weird. Um, But being able to, um, to do my ministry and to do my mission and to share my message and to create a, a movement of, of love and uh, freedom is like, so, uh, so, uh, you know, like, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, no, absolutely. I'm so happy to have you here and just to share you with the world. You're doing some amazing things. Yay. And I can't wait to hear about all your stuff. And um, just thank you so much for being here. And um, everybody go look Karen up. She's incredible. And you are uh, incredible too. And I've been loving, I've been looking at your little glasses all the time. I'm like, oh my God, I love those glasses. It's funny because when I first bought these, I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, oh no, they're awesome. awesome. (laughs) They become my thing. They're iconic. They're actually like, an iconic thing you know yeah I can't I can't get rid of them now they're part of the thing <laughs> um so thank you and I'm gonna post all your links and all the good stuff um thank but you. uh yes until next time babe thank bye you. thank you Hey, girlfriend, thank you so much for joining me here on Keeping It Real with Shannon Wrecker. I hope that you found great value in today's training. But before you go, I just want to say the fact that you're here listening to this podcast speaks volumes to the commitment that you have for achieving your business goals. And I want to ask you, could you use a little more help on closing that gap from where you are to where you want to be? If so, I want to invite you to snag up my my free video series on the top six things that I know for sure, help me crush some of the biggest goals in my business to date. You can grab your very own copy at shanarecker.com. See you in the course. We'll talk to you soon. Bye for now.